<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Thank you for listening to Balanced Black Girl Podcast. My name is Les. I am your host, and we have conversations all about what we need to feel happy, healthy, and thriving. It is January 2024. We have been talking all about the different areas of our lives that we want to be successful in. So I talked about creating your own definition of success. We talked about success when it comes to creativity and your career. We talked about success in dating. Now we're going to get our money together because money is funny for all of us right now. Now. And I feel like the more tools and knowledge we have to feel more financially empowered, the better. So I have Miss Empower Her, Caitlin Kumi. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I am super excited. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, Caitlin, I first learned about you on TikTok maybe like a year ago or so. And I remember when I found your content just being so impressed by you because you give such fantastic advice so knowledgeable, so well-spoken. You're so young. You're so young. You're still in your early 20s, like early in your career, but you just know so much about finance and networking and community. So can we talk a little bit more about some of the experiences you've had so far that have helped you just feel really knowledgeable in these areas? Yes, I would love to get started on that. I feel like it's my favorite topic. It's what people (laughs) always ask me about. So what do you like to start with networking, community? I'm, I'm big on the categories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe let's start with money and, and financial education because I know that's a big part of what you talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been passionate about helping women get their money right. Yeah. Because growing up, I saw so many women not be able to leave relationships because of money issues, not be able to live the life they wanted because of money issues. So I never wanted money to be a limiting factor in my life. So from a young age, I just was always curious about how to make money, how to set myself up for financial success. I was just talking to a friend the other day, like I have this saying, I was destined to be a pretty wealthy woman and I have to set myself up on the path, whether it's getting money mentors, whether it's reading personal finance books, whether it's following other reputable personal finance creators to expand my knowledge. That's how I've really done it. But for me, I realized that personal finance in that community, it's often taught by people who don't look like me, people who aren't women, people who aren't people of color. And sometimes the money language often has these like nuances. So unless you're in that space, you know the coded language, it won't make sense to you. So I thought, how can I use my platform to break it down in simple terms, not overcomplicate it? 
That way people have a way to build wealth or learn how to be more financially literate in a way that makes sense to them. And I also think there's just power in representation for young women of color, especially black women, to see someone talking about personal finance, but also not shaming them for spending money on the things that they love. I think it's a beautiful thing. So I love using my platform to do that. Definitely. I would love to talk more about what you said about money being a source of choice, especially for women. Was there a particular instance or experience that you had or that you saw where you made the connection of financial empowerment and having flexibility and choice? And what was that? Yeah, I just I remember growing up and this was like during the 2008 recession I had an aunt whose husband unexpectedly passed away from a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And the underlying issue was financial stress. My dad was an accountant growing up. He's no longer an accountant, but, you know, you never really lose those skills. So when he was helping my aunt get her finances together, he realized that she wasn't on any of the accounts. She didn't know anything. And their house was just like going to get foreclosed on. And the kids didn't have a college education fund. So he did a bunch of stuff like behind the scenes to get them like set up financially with like estate planning on all of that to make sure they're set up, get the kids like college accounts, make sure their retirement accounts were set up, make sure the life insurance policies were good so that the kids would be covered for life. And I just always thought that if my aunt like was never friends with my dad, like what would she do? How would she survive that situation? I have aunties who haven't been able to leave marriages because they're financially dependent on their partner and marriages that just aren't healthy. It's not impacting their mental or it's negatively impacting their mental health. And just seeing that made me realize that it is so important as a woman to be aware of what's going on in your relationship when it comes to money to be involved in that conversation and also be comfortable making your own money because I've realized that money can be used as a tool to manipulate women. And I never want to be in a position where that happens. Thank you so much for sharing. And honestly, I could not agree more. I think we are seeing on social media right now a lot of particularly younger women almost wanting to lean more into that, wanting to be a stay-at-home girlfriend or wanting to be financially taken care of. And I get it. We're all tired. <laughs> like Capitalism has us all tired. And I think we have to have that education to understand what it means if we are financially dependent on someone to always have something of our own, to always have a backup plan no matter what, not shame anybody who decides to stay at home and do whatever because people totally can, but to fully understand what that means and to be able to get up and get out if you need to is important for your safety. It is one of the most important things you can do to protect yourself. No, 100%. I mean, for me... I don't believe in shaming anyone for their choices, but I believe in empowering them for their resources and tools. So if you get up and you decide you want to be a stay-at-home girlfriend or a stay-at-home wife, I actually see no issue, but I think you should still be financially literate. So if you choose to be a stay-at-home girlfriend, that means you're taking yourself out of the workforce. Are you prepared for those consequences if you leave that relationship? What will your job prospects look like from being out of the market for so long? 
if you're that stay-at-home girlfriend, maybe that's the time for you to pursue an MBA or go back to school and still be a stay-at-home girlfriend and still reap the benefits of someone taking care of you. The money that you save or if you're given allowance, maybe a portion of that goes towards investing or getting a property for yourself because you can still reap those benefits. You can rent out the property while you're staying with your partner. I think if you're going to do that, it's just best to be a bit strategic about that. And I would hope that your partner is supportive of you still pursuing those ventures as well, because I still think you need to have a strong financial foundation for yourself. Or if you're a content creator freelancing while you're a stay-at-home girlfriend, again, making sure that you're setting aside a portion of that income to invest and still build wealth for yourself on your own. If you come from wealth or have a family that's already wealthy, where that's not really an issue of yours, making sure that your money is set up in a trust, so that if something happens, your partner can't mm-hmm. touch it. And what is a trust, if people may not be familiar with that term? Yeah, so a trust is something that you set up where, it, I guess in layman's terms, no one would, else would be able to like touch that money. And mm-hmm. it can be like passed down to your children. Mm-hmm. It can be passed down to other members of your families. And you can put certain stipulations on that trust. But that's just like yeah. it in like layman's And terms. can any asset go in a trust or just like cash? You can put a variety of items. So you can put like a house in a trust. You can put like your business in a trust. Mm -hmm. You can put like certain family like assets in a trust, such as like jewelry or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you didn't want it to go to somebody random. But it's always best to like consult like a financial planning lawyer or estate planning lawyer when it comes to things like that, because I'm definitely not a lawyer (laughs) (laughs) Um, when it comes to that planning. But that's more so when you're headed towards like marriage territory Mm -hmm. and you might have some assets you want to protect that you had before going into the marriage like a business. When it comes to being a stay-at-home wife, something that a lot of women do sometimes is like they'll work into prenups that for X number of kids that they have for that person they will get a certain amount. If they're married for a certain amount of time, they're entitled to X number of compensation. If their partner does business deals or certain things like that, maybe they take X percent of the company because as that wife, as that partner, you are basically sometimes the house manager. You're making sure that the kids are set up at good schools. You're managing that process so that your partner can go off and like build wealth and build their businesses. So I would just like encourage those women to have those conversations to see their role as a stay-at-home wife, a stay-at-home girlfriend as really a value add to their partner and have those healthy conversations. I always think it's best to have them just during chill times and not, you know, right before you're about to sign. (laughs) Right before you're about to sign the dotted line. But Like I said in the beginning, I don't believe in shaming women for their choices, but I think it's just important to weigh the pros and cons, especially if you are going to leave the job market. One thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. It's about helping people have the information they need to make the most informed choice for them, regardless of whatever that choice is. A hundred percent. Yeah. Starting a health and wellness journey is never easy and it's so personal. Especially if you're getting back into movement and exercise, you want to feel confident, comfortable, and secure in what you're doing. And what has helped me is working out from the comfort of my own home on my own terms. And Allo Moves is one of my favorite platforms to use. Whether you're going all in or you're easing into your fitness journey, Allo Moves has the classes and flows that are made to move with you. Allo Moves is the on-demand streaming wellness platform from Allo Yoga. From yoga and fitness to meditation and self-care, it's my go-to. I'm all about those small daily rituals that make a big difference, and Allo Moves gets it. 
Whether I'm needing some alignment with a yoga flow or I'm really ready to get moving in a cardio or HIIT class, Aloe Moves has what I need when I need it. And can we also talk about the amazing self-care classes on the app? They have tutorials for practices like gua sha, dry brushing, and face yoga. They're really putting us on. With over 100 new classes every month, Aloe Moves keeps me hooked and motivated. It's like a constant stream of fresh vibes for my wellness journey. I love how flexible the classes are and that they really have something that always fits my mood. If I need a chill yoga flow, they've got it. If I really want to work up a sweat, I can do that too. They have such great classes that help me stay consistent without having to go to the gym or leave home. No matter your path, it's time to make a move with Aloe Moves. Get a free 30-day Aloe Moves subscription by going to alomoves, A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S dot com and use the code BALANCED. That's alomoves.com, code BALANCED in all caps. alomoves.com, code BALANCED, all caps. This episode is brought to you by eHarmony. Have you ever been on a date with someone who you had no connection with? I most definitely have. I have been on dates that were so bad, I knew within minutes that I never wanted to speak to that person ever again. And it's not that the guys were bad. It was just abundantly clear that the vibes were not vibing and that there was no real connection point for us. Whether you have nothing in common or you don't share the same values, feeling connected to who you're dating is really important. Finding someone you can be yourself around who truly gets you can feel really hard, but that doesn't have to be a bad thing. It means that you're human and that you're unique and you don't need to be with just anyone. You deserve to find someone who appreciates you when you're being your most authentic self. So why spend time on dates with people who you have no real connection with? What if it felt like your dates were actually interested in you? What if it felt like they actually understood you? You can feel this way and eHarmony wants to help. eHarmony wants you to find someone who really gets you, someone you can be yourself with. Everyone on eHarmony takes a quiz that helps bring out their personality on the app. So when you match, you're already one step ahead in getting to know one another. Join eHarmony to find someone you can actually be yourself with. eHarmony, get who gets you. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So earlier you mentioned a term, and this is also if anyone follows you on TikTok, then they're going to be familiar with this term, pretty wealthy woman. Can we talk more about what it means to be a pretty wealthy woman? Love it. I love it. (laughs) I feel like for me growing up, I was like always told like you're pretty and just like nobody really took me seriously. So I think it was like when I got into a pretty good university and I got into like a well-respected tech company. People are like, you know, maybe we should listen to her. Like she's just like not some pretty face. Should have been listening. (laughs) Yeah, but (laughs) I think there's nothing wrong with being a woman who's like ambitious, who's like confident, who also really just like enjoys taking care of herself and like feeling comfortable in her skin. And I think there's so much shame in women feeling like comfortable being confident, feeling sexy, feeling pretty. So I just really wanted to embrace that term. And when I say wealthy woman as well, like I think for me, it's not just about getting rich. It's not about quick money. It's about being financially literate. It's about setting myself up to be that wealthy woman, not just for myself, but for my family, for my future children. So I think that's what it really means to me. And I think just combining those two terms, I think makes it okay to be both. I think sometimes we live in a society where it's like, okay, if you're pretty, like you don't really have to care about like being ambitious or being curious and wanting to explore certain topics. Or if you're this like wealthy, ambitious woman, you just don't care about partnership. You don't care about like your friends. You don't care about your appearance. Like it's all about your career, all or nothing. So that term is just a way for me to kind of like harmonize and like blend the aspects of myself. And I think a lot of women like resonate with that. Definitely. It's that all encompassing and allowing us to really embrace the different facets of who we are, because none of those things are mutually exclusive. I think society can sometimes want to put us in a box, but as humans, we're naturally so much more dimensional than any box that we could be put into. So it, I love that it encompasses the different things that may be important to us. love how you put that. <laughs> you know, that's what I do. Can we talk about some habits that pretty wealthy women have, particularly around either finance or career? Uh, I love that. I think let's start with money habits. Mm-hmm. I think they're very self-aware when it comes to their spending habits and they set up systems to set themselves up for success. So I think some people use budgeting templates. Some people use like allocating their spending into certain categories. What I like to do just to break things down, because I just I really can't be bothered with budget trackers. I think they're great, but I just get really disappointed when I'm going like five dollars over like certain certain budgets. So what I like to do is have two separate checking accounts, something I talk a lot about on my page. So I have one checking account for my bills and then one for my personal spending. We'll talk about like the other accounts as well Mm because I have a lot of them, but those are like the foundational ones. So the bills are like for things like your rent, your phone bill, your internet bill, your electricity bill, like things like you just can't afford to like double dip. And then also out of that bills account, I make sure a certain amount of money goes towards like my investments as well, which I think is like really important because if it's not automated, at least in my experience, it just doesn't happen. Like I'm not going to invest in like those index funds like after at the end of the month, it's just not happening. 
And then I allocate a certain amount to like a high yield savings account, an emergency fund, all of that. And then whatever is left over is for my personal spending. So this is like for the brunches, the shopping sprees. And I think this method does require a bit of discipline, but I found it to be the most effective because I know like every month I have a certain portion from like my everyday spending. And then once budget is finished, like budget is finished, I think where it gets tricky is a lot of people will give themselves like that portion of the money but then they might start spending a little bit more on like the credit card or doubling down and getting that money from their uh, savings. But for me, I really treat that personal spending as like, I cannot like take that money from any other category. And what I do is when I spend on my credit card, like every two, three days, like I'm paying it off from that personal spending account. So I'm not feeling like I have more money than I actually have. And I think I'm just like really disciplined. Like I like having a roof over my head. So like I would never take money from my bills account. So I found that method to be the most effective for me. But there are other apps and I don't want to mention any because I don't know if like that's that's against your rules, but we can like put them in the notes. I do have some sponsor. I have some sponsors for some apps that I can recommend. They'll be in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do that as <laughs> yes. well. But honestly, all of the budgeting apps are like the same. They're yeah. just really there Which to make one sure that you, you don't overspend. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that's a really great system. And I do something really similar as if I have a specific financial goal that I'm working towards, whether that is a savings goal or paying off debt or whatever, I would have the money go towards those things first, go towards the bills, kind of be dispersed everywhere it needs to be. And then what's left is what I can have fun with and what that, you know, what I can play with and being loud about my budget and honest with myself about what I can and maybe can't do. And that can vary month to month. But I think visibility into our finances and how much money we have and understanding where it's going is the best thing we can do. Yeah. And I think also there's this like great book called The Psychology of Money. I think also like understanding how like your childhood plays into your money beliefs. So Sometimes when you didn't grow up with much, you either had the tendency to like hoard and be really cheap and never spend money on yourself, or you could find yourself spending lavishly. Or sometimes you can find yourself always spending on other people or if someone's like, you know, your cousin of a cousin's like, I can't afford tuition. I can't afford this. You feel the need to like overcompensate and then you realize like you're not taking care of your own financial goals. So I think it's just really important to understand like what your relationship with money was like during your childhood and how that affects you as an adult, because that will really impact your strategy. I think also I'm a big fan of not overspending, spending money on the things you love, cutting costs on the things you don't love. I think one of the biggest flaws in the personal finance community is that what a lot of people just can get up and share like that's what I do, but there's not enough focus on figuring out how you can build wealth or really understand, especially in the United States, how the tax system works and how you can really like optimize your strategy, your income generating strategy to really like work for you to really build wealth. Because in America, it's really about working smarter, not harder. And if you don't know how to play the game, it's going to be really, really hard. And that's why knowing who to follow, knowing what sources of information are reputable are important. I see a lot of challenges, which are cool, like no spend challenge for a week or only spend $50 for a week. And it's true, like you just shouldn't spend rec recklessly. But with my content and some other creators out there, 
I think there needs to be more around how to build wealth and a step-by-step playbook of how to do that, a greater understanding of, you know, what are some tax deductions you can take? How can you set up your income strategy so that it's not as dependent on a nine to five and you're able to reap the benefits of having most of your income be tied to equity or stock so that you can reap some of the tax benefits. But that is what's not taught. So I hope with my content to be able to share that information that unless you grow up with money or you're exposed to certain environments, you won't really know. And I think that's what the girls, that's what the girls really need. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So let's get into that. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about yeah. wealth building strategies and just some ways, okay, if someone has, they've got their budget down, maybe they're not spending in any ways that feel super extreme and they want to figure out how to make their money work for them. What are some of the initial steps they should take? Yes. Yeah, so don't get me wrong. High yield savings accounts are great but you need to run the numbers. So even right now, like the rates are like quite high, 4%, 5%. But if you look at something like the S&P 500 index fund, on average, it's returning 8% to 12% a year. So you do want to put a little bit in in a like, you know, index fund, perhaps if you're not too like comfortable with investing, picking individual stocks is quite complicated. So investing experts like Warren Buffett often recommend if you're like not an expert, you're an everyday person, just go ahead and regularly set aside a portion of your income into an index fund or a target date fund, which basically changes your investment allocation based on your age. Like those are like the most basic forms They're also robo-advisors. They tend to charge a little bit higher in fees, but again, it's more hands-off. I always say if you can open a checkings account, you can definitely open an investment account. And if you're still feeling intimidated, a lot of people don't know. You can just call your bank. Like They'll do it step-by-step with you. Make sure that it's set up on auto pay. So when you really take that approach, there are no excuses. Of course, I'm not a financial advisor, so this is not like financial advice. There are risks with investments like... I want to make that disclosure, but that is like the general like best practice. Absolutely. Yes. Great call out. Not financial advice. It's more so so that people can feel more comfortable with the terms and understand at a high level what these different things mean and then talking to either an accountant or somebody that they trust who gets it. And so when we talk about investing, I would also love to talk a little bit more about investment accounts, because I think for people who are new to investing, that can be kind of confusing where they say, okay, you know, put money in the S&P 500. What does that mean? I don't even have an investment account or maybe I have a 401k through my job, but I haven't actually looked at it. So what are a few maybe beginner investment accounts that you recommend people look into? So when you're looking to open an investment account, you need to ask, can I open a brokerage account? That is the term that you would formally use. When it comes to retirement accounts, so there are 401ks, there are Roth IRAs, And I think there's also like a self-funded one for like independent contract workers, entrepreneurs. I'm forgetting the actual term. Thank you. Thank you. Sub (laughs) sub IRA. So you want to make sure you set up one of those. Yes, you are like investing when it comes to retirement. But I always encourage people to invest in other vehicles like outside of your retirement Mm -hmm. account. 
retirement account is so you can retire, but to build wealth, I always encourage like other avenues. Some people choose to pursue real estate. Some people choose to pursue stocks. Some people choose to start their own companies, but it's always good to have something more than just a basic retirement account. But I think the basic retirement account is the foundation. And I think when it comes to retirement accounts, the biggest mistake people make is that they'll open these accounts with their job. They'll send a portion every month, but then they're not actually investing the money in anything. And what most people don't realize is when you send that money each month, you have to tell your money what to do. You have to tell it where to go. So you have to say, I want to invest X percentage in this target date fund for what? 2065. So I'll have enough money when I retire. You can put 100% in a target date fund, or I want to invest 100% in the S&P 500 index fund, which is basically an index fund. Think about a bunch of like the best companies in the United States. You have a small portion of each of them. That's basically what an index fund is. So I always think about it like going to the grocery shop. Imagine if you're like, okay, like I'm going to the grocery shop. I'm going to spend money. I have all this money, but then you still have the money, but you haven't like picked up the items. So I think it's just really important that when you're setting up the retirement account, I know there's lots of jargon. Me, I get overwhelmed really easily. So I just always encourage people to call their bank because they have people on there that are paid. They're financial educators. You tell them what your goals are and they can make sure step by step things are on auto pay and that the money is actually going somewhere. So, you know, you're paying for that service, you're using that bank, make sure you're reaping the benefits. Definitely. Yeah. Really great advice. One of my best wellness hacks is to always have a protein bar in your purse. Not only does having a protein bar on hand at all times save me money from buying unnecessarily expensive food when I'm out and about, but it helps me feel energized and make good nutritional choices. And my favorite bar as of late is IQ Bar. If your 2024 resolutions involve leveling up your diet, start right with IQ Bar's brain and body boosting bars, hydration mixes, and mushroom coffees. Their ultimate sampler pack includes all three. Get seven IQ Bar flavors, four IQ Mix flavors, and four IQ Joe flavors. And today our listeners can get an exclusive offer of 20% off plus free shipping. Just text GIRL, G-I-R-L, to 64000, 64000. Their plant protein bars are an amazing brain and body boosting snack to have on hand anytime you need to grab and go. IQ bars are free from gluten, dairy, soy, GMOs, and artificial sweeteners, and I always keep one in my purse to snack on. Whether you're running a marathon or running errands, IQ bar empowers doers with superior brain and body nutrition. Their plant protein bars are packed with high quality ingredients to keep you physically and mentally fit. They have seven amazing flavors. My personal favorites are the peanut butter chip and the almond butter chip. But if you're trying them out, the ultimate sampler pack is an amazing way to try all IQ bar products and flavors. I also have to shout out IQ Joe, a jitter-free instant coffee that has brain-boosting magnesium and productivity-enhancing lion's mane. I drink it on days I really need to feel energized and focused. Let me tell you, when I drink it, I am locked in. Refuel smarter in 2024 with IQ Bar's Ultimate Sampler Pack. 
That's seven IQ bars, four IQ mix sticks, and four IQ Joe sticks. And now our podcast listeners get 20% off all IQ bar products, plus get free shipping. To get your 20% off, just text GIRL to 64000. Get your discount by texting GIRL, G-I-R-L, to 64000. That's GIRL to 64000. Message and data rates may apply. See terms for details. Sometimes you want a fun little beverage, but enjoying a fun little beverage doesn't have to include alcohol. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you may know that alcohol isn't a huge part of my lifestyle. I've scaled back my drinking a lot over the past few years. I really stopped drinking during the pandemic and I haven't missed the alcohol and I felt better than ever. And maybe you have too, whether you're exploring a sober curious lifestyle or you're participating in dry January. There's so many reasons why you may not be drinking alcohol right now, but it can take some getting used to in social situations. I've found that just having a fun drink in your hand, even if it's non-alcoholic, makes navigating social situations that much easier and can help you avoid questions about not drinking if it's something you feel uncomfortable talking about. And if that's you, then Heineken 0.0 is an alcohol-free option to the original Heineken you love because it has 100% taste, but 0.0% alcohol. That means it's perfect for the times when you like a beer but are not consuming alcohol. You can bring it to a party or you can have it during happy hour or you can have it while on a date or to enjoy while watching the game with friends. Heineken 0.0 has 100% of the taste with 0.0% alcohol. Click the link in the show notes to buy now. Must be 21 and older to purchase. Please enjoy Heineken responsibly. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give. But what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are, too. I've tried so many bras in the past— And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. 
Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Something that is also really important, too, if depending on where people work, is if their company offers them equity and understanding what that means. And when does it vest? Meaning like, when do you have access to that money? And where is it? And do you want to keep it in your company stock? Are you able to trade it? So getting really comfortable getting in there and asking questions and really understanding what is in your accounts and how they work from different angles. Yeah, let's definitely talk a little bit about equity because I know like for me and probably a lot of people who like listen to your podcast, I like my parents worked for the federal government. So when I got equity for my company, it was like, whoa, like we we've got to figure out like how this works. And I think a lot of people see their regular paycheck, like their bonus, but they're just like, oh, like my equity is there. But your equity is also a part of like your overall paycheck and you need to see it as such. So one, you need to understand the potential tax implications. So when you keep your money for a long amount of time and you choose to sell, you don't pay as much money in taxes. But if you keep it for a short amount of time, so say like immediately as soon as it vests, you're trying to sell it, you're going to have to pay a lot more in taxes. So one, it's just good to understand that from a fundamental understanding. Two, Even if you don't listen to every quarterly report for your company, you should know how they're performing because it might not make sense to just keep your company stock for long durations without diversifying, without selling. If the company is just like basically on the way, on the verge of bankruptcy, on the way, just like going out, not performing well, like that's really going to hurt you long term. Also, you have to think about your own financial goals. If you know that you want to use your equity to buy a house in a year or two, it might not make sense to just let it sit there with, especially if your company is like quite volatile in the market. So you might want to pull that money out and just put it in a high yield savings account or a CD where the interest rate is a bit more set for a year or five year period and you can have that like predictable growth. So I always encourage people to work backwards when it comes to those things. Think about what your money goal is. Is it your money goal to retire early? Is it your money goal to be able to go on a vacation every quarter? Is it your money goal to be able to afford to get married and allow that to inform your decisions? Love that. Definitely. Starting with the goal and then acting accordingly. One more money question. You touched on this earlier, and I would love to hear kind of a a rundown. You talked about the different bank accounts that you have, and we did roughly talk about you have your fund checkings, you have your bills checkings. Are there any other accounts that you set up? Do you do sinking funds? How do you handle maybe other ways that you set up your bank accounts? Yeah, I've done a video on this, and people really came for me in the comments. They're like, these are way too many accounts. Like, I'm overwhelmed. But it's really like you do it once and you never really have to worry about it again because like everything is just like automated. Mm -hmm. And then I like have an app. I will like put in the show notes because again, (laughs) we need to stay compliant on this podcast (laughs) where I can basically link all of my different accounts and I can visually like see my money, how much I have in each account, how much debt I have. 
how much in assets I have. So that's really helpful to see my money visually. But let's start with my checking accounts. I have my personal spending checking account. I have my bills checking account. Then I have like a short term like savings. So this is maybe for like vacations and things like that. Like I won't really need to touch the money in like a year or so. I have a long term like savings account. This is the type of account I'd recommend that you have like your high yield savings account. You can also put like your short term money in a in a high yield savings account as well. I don't. I usually just leave it for the long term, but it's good. You're making more money on your money. And then I also have my brokerage account. So that's where like I invest in index fund each month. That money's just been growing. Sometimes I check it. I'm like, wow, we're doing well. But I think the key is when you have like those long term investments that you're not going to touch, don't go and look at it every day. Like the market is just like so volatile. You have to think about your long term plan. So I usually try to check it like every quarter, every six months. And that's when I usually see that steady progress, because otherwise I think you will get so nervous, like so anxious and pull your money out. And then one thing I'm testing, and I did this mainly because I wanted to be able to help the girls. I set aside a small amount of money that I um, put towards my robo-advising account mm-hmm. because I wanted to see, like, you know, if I'm going to, like, encourage the girls who are super overwhelmed to do investing, like, on their own and who might prefer the robo-advising model, I need to understand how it works. And that's been really cool to see how it turns out. It's probably the easiest. I just set aside money each month, similar to how you would put a bill on auto pay. I put my risk tolerance and then it invests the money on my behalf and then I just like watch it grow. So that's been really cool. So that's probably what like five, six accounts. But the robo advising is really just for me to test for fun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's and I think the big takeaway here is we're just sharing things that we've tried that work for us because sometimes it helps people to have an inspiration or just to hear how other people do things. It's not saying everybody needs to have six different accounts. It's options of things that you can do and then you can take the information and again, make the most informed decision for you. And I think sometimes like if someone's coming for you in the comments, people take information that other people say as you have to do this. Mm -hmm. We don't ever have to do anything. No, and one I actually forgot to mention is my retirement account, which I don't want anyone to forget to have. Yes. But I think when it comes to like the core accounts and stuff, like I don't think you necessarily need to have both a short term savings and then like a long term like savings. Like maybe you just have like the long term savings and then you're like pretty disciplined with the money that's in your personal spendings. Like, but I know me, I'm like down to the wire. Like I can spend money like it's no problem. So I actually need to have that short term one. So again, knowing like your money psychology, knowing your habits, that way you can make the best decisions for you. And again, with like what I preach, like I do think it's really important to both have your brokerage account and also have your retirement account. Because I think a lot of people, it's kind of like when people are like, oh, I bought a house. Like a house is not like your investment property. Like you you need somewhere to live. I see the retirement account as the same. Like, yes, it's an investment tool, but not really. Like I, I can't work forever. Like I don't want to work forever. So I kind of see it the same way. So I think when people are getting like overwhelmed with the number of accounts, I think being able to think about things like holistically makes you realize that, okay, like it does seem like a lot, but I need each of these accounts to meet my money goals. Right. Yeah. And I think something that helped me as I was increasing my financial literacy, not be overwhelmed was to identify the source of the overwhelm. So what is it about 
these conversations that is so overwhelming? Is it confusing? Is it you feel like it's a lot of work to maintain? Do you feel like I don't have a whole lot of money? I don't have enough money for my one account. How am I going to have enough money to go into five accounts? All of those things are valid. But understanding what is the source of the overwhelm and how can you start acquiring the knowledge to help combat that overwhelm so that you can create a system that works for you. So instead of being overwhelmed and saying, I'm going to bury my head in the sand, what is it that's overwhelming and what is it that you need to feel confident about your decisions so that that no longer overwhelms you? And if it's dollar by dollar, account by account, brick by brick, one piece of information at a time, it becomes so empowering when you learn how to dismantle that. Yeah. And I think another thing that I really did that helped is I started small. Like, I think so many people are like, oh, my gosh, I need to make sure that I'm investing a thousand dollars a month. Like, I literally started with a hundred dollars a month when I was in college. I would send like twenty five dollars each month to my uh, high yield savings account, like things like that. Like it doesn't have to be these outrageous numbers. And then also sometimes I think what we fail to realize when it comes to personal finance, sometimes when you sit down and run the numbers, it's not that you have a spending problem. Sometimes you simply don't make enough. And that's when you have to strategize and say like, okay, do I need to get a new job? Do I need to potentially have a side hustle? Do I need to figure out how to talk to like my partner about readjusting the way in which like we split bills and like resources, thinking about, you know, what type of job I can get that can potentially give me equity as well in addition to my regular compensation. If I work a job that doesn't traditionally pay well, where can I find an industry where it's the same job, same role, but they're known for paying people more for that position? So I think it's really important for people to hear that message because I think so many, so frequently in the personal finance community, people are shamed. Like, you're just spending money recklessly. You're doing this. And it's like, hmm, inflation is real. Like, have you Very seen real. the prices? You know? Very and, real. you know, if you've been at the same job for seven years, 10 years, it's not like you're getting like getting these crazy. Getting 2% raises every yeah, year. Yeah, 3%. <laughs> So, yeah, sometimes it's you simply don't make enough. And that's when we really have to sit down and make a plan to get you to a place where you can make enough. And I don't necessarily believe like everyone's like meant to be an entrepreneur. I don't believe it's like by force. But if you aren't necessarily like making that plan to have your own entrepreneurial endeavor and in the United States, there are a lot of tax advantages that would allow you to like have more money due to the tax deductions if you're not taking that path, really making sure that you're pursuing a job opportunity that's going to allow you to financially be able to take care of yourself or meet your financial goals or even relocating to a state that is more tax friendly, maybe a state that doesn't have state income tax where you're able to afford your lifestyle. So I always encourage people when they're looking at their financial situation to really be honest, is it I don't make enough? Is it that I have major spending issues? And then how can I adjust my lifestyle to be able to meet my financial goals? There's not always like one solution. Yeah, I think it oftentimes is like a multi-pronged approach and you kind of pick one solution at a time. And then once you got that, then you can go on to the next thing. Or once you reach that first financial goal, then you can set your sights on another one and take it, take it day by day for sure. I like that. Yeah. Over the past year, my hair has taken such a beating, so I'm showing it some TLC on my journey back to healthy hair. 
from traveling to hard water to having braids and tight slick backs to heat, my hair needs some serious nourishment. And I know I'm not alone in this. Hair thinning happens to approximately one in two women. And if you're experiencing it, you're not alone. Thinning is normal, but it's not openly talked about and going through it can feel lonely and frustrating. There are so many root causes at play when it comes to hair thinning and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol's women's hair growth supplement for six months. You can start by taking their hair quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code BALANCEDLESS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com and use the promo code balanced less b-a-l-a-n-c-e-d-l-e-s that's neutrophil.com promo code balanced less i'm going to let you in on my secret hack for dressing better staying on top of the latest trends while saving money and avoiding fast fashion and that is my subscription to newly Newly is a subscription clothing rental service that's all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. What I love most about Newly is that I can try new items and new styles for an affordable price without buying them. Every month, I rent six items from Newly's shared closet with over 17,000 styles in inclusive sizes. It's been so helpful for travel because vacation wardrobes can get expensive. And I also love it for special occasion outfits that you're only going to wear once or seasonal items that I won't wear all year long or really just anytime I want to try a new style, but I'm not ready to commit to buying a new piece. I love that I get to try out trending styles, colors, and silhouettes, and then send them back for something new. Newly takes care of everything from shipping to laundry. I can even pause without paying extra fees if I need to take a break for any reason. Newly offers some of my favorite brands like Free People, Anthropology, Goldie, and more. And subscribing to Newly has saved me so much money. Instead of spending hundreds on new clothes each month, I just try six new pieces perfect for whatever I have planned. Then I can swap them out for something different the next month. It's more sustainable than constantly buying new things, super flexible, and has made getting dressed so much more fun. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BALANCEDLESS20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code BALANCEDLESS20. 20 B A L A N C E D L E S 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y.com. Newly with two U's with the code balanced less 20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. 
speaking from experience, (laughs) speaking from experience. So I would love to talk a little bit more about network and connections, because I think that's a good segue when we think about, okay, do I need a new job? Do I need to find a new way to either make more money or seek out new opportunities? Oftentimes it is your community and the people that you know is what's going to help facilitate that process. And I think you're such a talented connector. You're so good about connecting people, even just today, y'all, for context, Caitlin texted me and is like, hey, there's this woman. I think that you should know her. Is it okay if I send an intro? Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. So I would love to talk a little bit more about how you became just such a great connector and some tips that you may have for others if they want to be better about building authentic connections. Love that. I have to give a shout out to my amazing family. I have a grandmother. She's probably the best businesswoman I know. She used to work at like the Dior like store counter in Houston. And she would always like make millions of dollars in sales. Like she was no influencer. But my grandma like OG, OG hustler. Like she was about that business, about that commission. And I think sometimes people just like don't listen to like their grandparents or like elders. But I would always listen like grandma how were you always like the top seller of like these Dior products? Because to sell like high-end makeup, to be a black woman in Houston, Texas, like that is not an easy job. And like my grandma, she only has, I think, like an associate's degree. Like she didn't go to a four-year university. So it's not like she's like learning like the principles of like marketing or anything like that. And she used to tell me that when it came down to like holiday season, she would get to know like every member of like the family. She know when the anniversaries are, she know when the birthdays are. And I remember she used to tell me she would like call like the husbands and say like, hey, like your wife's been looking at this makeup kit, this skincare kit. I know your anniversary is coming up. So she would always make sure like they were like set up, rinse, repeat, like purchase during these key holidays. The women who were like stay at home moms when their kids were coming of age, like for prom, She used to send like handwritten like thank you notes and she would like talk to like these women about like their lives. You know, it's like when you go to the hair salon and then they become like your therapist and know everything about your life and your relationship. (laughs) And I realized that one thing my grandma did really well is like she genuinely like cared about people. Like she was interested in their lives. She was invested in their lives. And yes, she did reap like the financial like benefits, but those like relationships and like investing in people, I really saw it just like move her career forward. So I think subconsciously, like I always carry those lessons. I think it's in my mom as well. Also, my mom is like someone who's amazing. Like she's exceptional about reading body language, like understanding people. Like it's one of my areas of opportunity. I don't really like the term weaknesses. I like areas of opportunity. And she's always like, Caitlin, like you really need to study people, like understand why they do what they do. I'm like, but that's a lot of energy. She's like, no, trust me. So when I like got into corporate America, when I'm attending like networking events, like I don't usually just like jabber, 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 like, hey, I'm Caitlin. It's like all about me. I really take time to like observe the situation, like observe the dynamics, really understand like what people are motivated by because it makes it easier to collaborate with them. Like some people really want advice. Some people just really want to be heard. And I think being someone who understands that I think really helps me as I build relationships. Also too, just whenever I go into relationships, I always think, How can I add value to that person's life? Because I just, it's weird. I believe in good karma. Like people are always like, 
how did you get featured in Forbes? Like, how did you get featured in Business Insider? How did you work at this top company? Like, how do you always get these referrals? And for me, when I like approach like connecting with people, like I generally think like, okay, is this someone I want to connect with? Like if they could just provide me nothing, like would I still want to connect with this person? Would I still want to learn from this person? Is this someone like I could chat with for like two hours and like four hours? And I think just having that mindset has always served me well. And also when it comes to like business relationships and networking, I think the biggest mistake people make is like they forget it's really hard to put yourself out there. It's really hard to build a brand. So even if like you can be that cheerleader, I think like so many people think like when you see all these successful people that like hundreds of people are like cheering them on when they like have an accomplishment or they're like telling them like, you know, I loved your podcast episode or like, let me introduce you to this person. Most people aren't doing that on a day to day. So like if you could be the joy in someone's life, if you could be that like ray of sunshine, if you could be the person that puts them on, like people remember that. And there's this quote by Maya Angelou that like I just truly live by. People don't really remember what you say or like what you do. People remember how you make them feel. So I think I've just like always carried those messages and I'm fortunate enough to have parents that really live that out day by day as well. Like they're the most generous, caring people I know. And I think that just like always really served me well. I think also too, spirit of discernment. I have not historically been good at that. Like everyone could be my friend. Like that was really the energy I was on and it definitely (laughs) hurt me in some situations. I think being fortunate enough to have access to things like therapy and life coaching has helped with my like self-awareness. So I know the personalities that really mesh well with me. I know, as I call my areas of opportunities or things people may or may not like about me or find like off-putting. And I'm really aware of that as I navigate social situations. And then one of the biggest ones is just that sometimes people are projecting their insecurities onto you and that is outside of your control. However, there are Things about like your personality that you can be aware of and you can be cognizant of it. So as you navigate social situations, you're careful not to offend anyone. It's not to say that you have to dim your light, but I think it's really important to practice empathy and understanding. And again, this is something that my mom has been drilling into me because sometimes I'm just like, I beg, like, this is not my place. Like, <laughs> what, what's that got to do with me? But I think as I get older, like, as I mature, I realize that, like, everyone is a product of their environment. So you have to be able to take the time to understand people's lived experience and sometimes be able to tailor messages in a way in which, like, they'll receive it so that you'll have that positive relationship or positive outcome. And even if things go south, you'll just be a more, like, global citizen. You'll be more self-aware because you'll be able to, like, understand how to connect with different people. One thousand percent. There was so much goodness and what you shared there. And what I really want the takeaway to be for everybody listening is so much of what you said are practicable skills. It's a lot of it. We think, okay, well, I'm I don't have Riz. I'm not that person (laughs) that just lights up a room or whatever. But you can practice. You can build these skills to be more personable, to be more self-aware, to build stronger connections with people. These are all things that we work at and that we practice. And I'm sure it sounds like your grandmother is very charismatic (laughs) and like a people person. And I'm also sure that time working at the Dior counter gave her a lot of practice to get even better at it and to build those skills even more. Nobody is just born and knowing exactly how to navigate all of those things, we lean in and we have to be willing 
to learn. And so I just want people to feel really, really encouraged that these are things that they can get better at. These are muscles they can strengthen. And I'd also just like to add, because even though I create content on social media, when people meet me in real life, it's probably really interesting for them because I'm not like a super like bubbly person. Like, like that's just not me. But I think being able to own what your secret sauce is. So I'm definitely the advice friend of my friend group. I love to turn up like occasionally, but like I'm not the one that they go like, what's the move? Like, what's the party? Like, that is not my role in the friend group. And that is perfectly okay. There are going to be people who value your unique skill set and don't shame you for for it. So like if you're that charismatic friend who knows what the moves are, who knows how to like light up the party, who can like really just be like that chameleon and mesh with everyone, like be that person. If you're like the advice person in your friend group, like own that, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like my content is very educational. Like I love teaching people. It's what I enjoy most. Am I the one who's like going to teach you how to like do dances? Like probably not. Like it's not my strength. If you're like looking to me for like the best makeup, like that's not my strength. But there are some people like their makeup is flawless their style is flawless. Everyone has their thing. So I would just also just don't really try to be someone else. Just really figure out like who you are, like what your strengths are. And just like sell that because that's what's really going to light up a room. Oh, absolutely. Understanding your secret sauce and getting in there and doing it. I think sometimes we can look externally for other people to tell us what to do to be successful or what to do to find our thing. And other people just can't tell you that. I mean, people can encourage you. They can be a cheerleader. Maybe they can hold you accountable. But that light that's in you you have to really own it and be the one to foster it. It's never going to be just somebody saying like you, (laughs) you create this kind of content and do X, Y, Z and create five videos a week and then you will be successful. It's like you have to take that, that sauce that you have, the knowledge that you have, the passion you have and learn how to work it. And we tend to work it and build it in community, but other people outside of us can't give us the answers that need to come from within. 100%. I just, I've been getting asked a lot and I don't know how to answer. (laughs) And so it's on my mind. (laughs) No, I, I, I completely, completely agree. Like sometimes I think we spend so much time strategizing, but sometimes you just have to do and be okay with pivoting when things aren't going the right way till you get to where you're supposed to be. Sometimes you just got to throw spaghetti at the wall. I mean, I've, I've gotten asked a lot about advice for people who want to be content creators and then I go to their page and they don't have any content. And I'm like, well, I, you just got to create some stuff and some of it's going to flop. And for a while, people aren't going to look at it and they're probably not going to watch and they're not going to listen, but eventually they are. And that's going to tell you what works for your community, but you're getting the cart in front of the horse. You have to be, you have to get in the arena and start doing the thing that you seek out before someone can tell you how to do it better. Yeah. And I mean, I do agree with like the spaghetti at the wall approach, but Being in marketing and like also being in content creation, I also think there are some ways in which you can be a bit strategic and really learn as well. So, of course, there are the things that light you up. But from a strategic standpoint, you can look at your analytics. You can see what are the videos that drove followers? What are the videos that drove shares? What are the videos that drove comments? Like, I think a lot of people don't really emphasize the importance of social listening because like your audience will really tell you, like, if you have a video that blows up and you have like lots of comments, you see a video that got you lots of followers, 
maybe like you start building a series on that or you really start doubling down on that because that's what's going to really like catapult your growth. So I would say like pay attention to that. When it comes to, I think, like finding your secret sauce or somebody put on my video the other day, how do I figure out what the thing is that makes people want to come to me on a day to day, whether it's at work or with your friends? Like, what do people ask you about constantly? Like people always ask, oh, how did you get into personal finance content? How do you get into career? Like, I truly have no aspirations when it comes to being a career coach and like doing like I could not. But I love like helping people. I love setting people up for success and creating videos, creating content around that because I'm just naturally really good at that. And people were always asking me for help was just like my way in. When it comes to personal finance, I just have this strength about being able to break down complex topics and making people feel like it's approachable. And I genuinely love learning about personal finance. So that was like really easy for me. Of course, I do like my lifestyle, like my makeup and my hair and like my fashion content. Not always like my best performing, but it's the things like I love on the day to day. So I use that to make sure that, you know, I don't get drained by just doing personal finance or just doing career content all the time. Absolutely. Totally agree. I think my point is like people have to start. Yeah. You can't look at analytics if you haven't posted anything. You can't get feedback from your audience if you've never posted anything and people can't find you. (laughs) You know, how many questions I get from people asking how to grow a podcast who haven't started a podcast? Well, you got to start it before you can grow it because you don't have anything to work with. Preach. (laughs) And it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we have to just be willing to try, I think is the core of so many things and then take the data we get and then apply it and just keep trying. And probably one of my biggest learnings is nobody who is doing better than you is going to make fun of you or like talk shit about you. The people who will are the ones who aren't trying because they're projecting. But anybody who is where you want to be started where you're at and understands that and emphasizes empathizes with that and nobody who you're looking up to will never ever make fun of you for trying i completely agree i think so many people are afraid of what others might say whether it be family or friends but i think what people fail to realize is that so many people are preoccupied with their own lives with their kids with their own relationship problems with their own work problems that, you know, they're not overthinking that video you posted 24 minutes ago. Like that's not not top of mind. And I think once you realize that people are like watching, but they're not like watching like that closely. And most of the time, if you shift your energy to focus on like the people that are supporting you rather than like the one or two people that might be studying your page for your downfall, <laughs> like I think you're going to go so much farther, so much and it farther. it just feels better. And I'm a big believer in using that mute button, that block button. If you just feel like someone is watching you and they have that hater energy, mute, block. It's the best thing you can do for yourself because sometimes you feel like, why don't I want to post videos on Instagram? I feel like all my friends and family are watching me. You can mute them. If like seeing them is giving you anxiety, that is perfectly fine. If you're like, I'm worried about my colleagues being on my For You page, you know, just block them. Have an account name with a different alias till you blow up, then change it to your real name. Love that. Love that. And I think even something like that can apply to anything we do. Maybe somebody wants to get their money together and they feel self-conscious about talking about their budget, you know, with their friends or with their family. But anybody who cares about you is going to want you to 
to do well and is going to want to support you in that. Or maybe people are on a wellness journey and they feel self-conscious of like, I'm going to the gym and I don't want to tell people that I am. But the people who really care about you want you to be well and want to support you in that. And if you notice that people aren't supporting, then then that lets you know kind of where you stand and can create a little bit of, of distance if you're really investing in yourself in that way, whether it's social media, career, money, then then you get to control who has access to you in that experience. No, 100%. And I feel like creating accountability systems and accountability buddies is super helpful and making sure that you have like-minded individuals in your corner. And I don't believe you have to drop every family member, every friend, but making sure that, you know, if you have the goal of getting your money right, you maybe want to make sure that you find that friend who's like really good at money and say, hey girl, like I'm trying to get my money right. I want to make sure that we have check-ins like once a week or I, I send you a screenshot text saying that, you know, I reached this financial goal. Like I started investing. If you know that you have like a tendency to spend money on brunch, you know, making sure that you're comfortable, like having those conversations with your friends, because sometimes I think so much of us have shame, like, oh, I don't know, want my friends to know that I don't have enough money to go to brunch every single week. Mind you, they also might be in credit card debt as well. So you guys just having that open, honest conversation is probably going to do more good than harm. But I think the biggest struggle is like so many people, even though we have lots of friends, we have family, we're afraid to be vulnerable in those relationships and be open and honest. I think people want to be perceived as perfect and living like their best life, but it's okay to be on the journey to living your best life and not having every step of the way figured out on the way there. Oh, yeah. And if you can't be real about your journey with the people closest to you, who can you be real about it with? <laughs> that part, that part. I it's mean, exhausting. some of us, some of us will, you know, outsource like all the paid professionals. I mean, I, I also think that's a good way to get started. If you were like, I feel like I don't have friends, I don't have family that I can open up to. I feel like they shame me for my decisions. Sometimes it's good to outsource if you have the financial means to get a life coach, get a financial coach, invest in a business coach, invest in a career coach. And again, it's not to do every single one, but maybe choose one or two like areas to focus on. Sometimes they have like free resources that you can utilize as well. Or as I like to say, have digital mentors. So follow people in that space so that, you know, you're curating your mind, you're curating your environment to set you up for success digitally. But I think those are like some great, easy, implementable systems to really help you. Oh, absolutely. And I love the idea of getting help in an area or getting a coach where it will bleed into other areas. Like if you get a financial coach that helps you get your money right, that probably is going to also positively impact your career. Or if you get a fitness coach who's going to help you get your wellness habits together, that's probably going to positively impact your relationships because you have more energy, because you can be more present, because you feel more confident. So a lot of these things, if you just invest in one area, it's going to help you grow in multiple. A hundred percent. Even just like getting your money right can allow you to feel more confident navigating day-to-day -day life. I know for myself, just having my money right has really allowed me to feel comfortable walking away from certain relationships that just didn't align with my values. I know that going to life coaching has really allowed me to understand which romantic relationships, which friendships are really healthy for me, 
when it comes to investing in my career and building what I like to call my board of advisors and career coaches and mentors, it's really helped me feel more comfortable navigating corporate America as a young professional and feeling like the next few years of my career, like I really know where I'm going. So yeah, it just, it trickles into so many different areas. It absolutely does. It's all connected. Definitely. Have there been any investments that you've made in yourself where you're like, that had an amazing return? I'm so glad I did that. Yes. I love this question. Love it. But I, I'm debating between two, but they're both connected. So number one is my woman empowerment brand, Miss Empower. And number two is content creation. So I'll start with content creation. I actually didn't start for like money and brand deals. I started because I'm quite reserved by nature. I, I don't love public speaking. I never really thought I was like great at it. Most people are like, oh my gosh, you're an amazing public speaker. I'm like, really? So I actually started posting on social media to get more comfortable with public speaking because I do get really nervous. Even to this day, I've been doing it for like two years. I still get nervous coming on podcasts. I still get nervous doing public speaking on my TikTok, on my Instagram, on my LinkedIn and stuff like that and for other speaking engagements. So it was a way just to get more comfortable, to get more confident. And then obviously like that's led to brand deals. That's allowed me to take care of like my family and, you know, bring them into a part of this world. Like got to go on my first brand trip with my mom and sister. And that was just such a special moment. I've been able to like really set myself up for financial success by having like more income, more opportunities, more career opportunities at work and exposure to be put on new teams and really just kind of have that secret sauce at work. So that's been really amazing. When it comes to my woman empowerment brand, that's been just amazing to have something unique. I mean, there are so many people who do like content creation, so many people who work in certain industries, but how many people have a woman empowerment brand? So I think it's just another thing that kind of gives me that X factor and has helped me in so many facets of my career and like my personal life. And I think it's also interesting, like when I go on dates and stuff, I can be like, oh, like I have a woman empowerment brand and I love helping young women. Two, I'm really passionate about mentorship and uplifting the next generation of women. And through my woman empowerment brand, the reason why it's able to be so successful as I have a career development internship program where I bring in interns every like quarter or so and I have them learn about social media. I have them like learn about web design. I have them learn about creating like virtual events, but I'm also training them and like giving the resources and tools that like I had in college, teaching them how to do resumes, teaching them how to do interviews, teaching them how to build their network. And it's just so amazing to see like these like anxious college students who struggle with time management and feeling confident in their abilities to see them blossom and really feeling comfortable selling their skills and experiences. And now I've probably had hundreds of interns. So it's just so beautiful that, you know, I've kind of like built this community and it's even better when they graduate from my Miss Empower internship program and they're able to give other interns like opportunities are able to teach them how they use the internship to get into business school or journalism school or get internships at top companies. I think like those full circle moments are just so beautiful. And I always say like the best investment you can make is an investment in yourself. So like investing and learning more about personal finance has not only helped my financial goals, it's helped me be a better content creator. It's led to more brand deal opportunities investing in doing life coaching, investing in therapy, 
has helped me feel more comfortable knowing what romantic relationships are good for me, what friendships are good for me. Also, just how to better navigate corporate environments, investing in my relationship with my mom, my sister. I feel so much better. Like every day is not perfect. Every day is not happy. But I know I have my support system of my mom and sister who are always going to hold me down and be my support system. We were always close, but I think just being so much closer to them, it is very overwhelming growing on social media, growing a career, trying to grow a business. But I always know that like I have someone I can talk to. And growing up, I always thought like people had someone that they could talk to. They had a friend, they had a mom, they have a sister. And I realized like not everyone has that. Like every day I know I'm going to get a call from my dad. Like, I know he's going to check on me. Like, even if I don't have a man at the time, like, I know my daddy's calling. And that is such a privilege as well. So I would just say, like, being able to invest in myself and invest in, like, my relationships has really, like, reaped benefits. I love that so much. And I think it also just goes to show how those investments can really positively impact other people too. Yes, it may be started with an investment in self, but now you're helping other young girls feel more empowered as they enter their careers. You're investing in your relationships with your family to strengthen bonds all around. And that's just something that has a really beautiful ripple effect on people around you. Yeah, I always think like when you are a happy person, when you are content, and again, not every day is roses and sunshines, I feel like you're able to show up as your best self at work. You're able to be a better friend. You're able to be a better romantic partner. Like a lot of success is getting your mind right. Getting your body right also helps too, but like a calm mind, being content with like your body and like working out and like fitness. Like I think that really is what propels you to do well in like all those other areas of your life. It does create this sense of confidence that, permeates into other areas has totally been my experience. Like who I was before I was interested in fitness and wellness and then who I was after was totally different. I never spoke up. I never used my voice. I didn't believe in myself. I never tried. I just always was letting things happen to me. And then when I became a little bit stronger physically and started feeling a little bit more capable in my body, I was like, well, I wonder what else I'm capable of. And it it had this this effect that did ripple out into other areas in life. And that's probably the one thing that I do miss about working in fitness was when I used to train clients and I used to see that moment happen for them where, you know, one minute we're just starting to work together. Maybe their fitness has not been a priority and then they start getting a little bit stronger and then the personality comes out a little more and then they're speaking up more at work and then they're speaking up more, you know, in all these other areas. And when you get to see that, it is so beautiful. Yeah. My mama always says, if you look good, you feel good. You do. You do. Because that really impacts how you present yourself and the energy that you put out there. Yeah. For sure. Well, Caitlin, this was so helpful. I think just such a great chat about how people can feel more empowered to take control of their finances and their successful eras. Can you tell our audience how they can keep in touch with you? Also, if they're interested in your internship program for some of our younger listeners, can we have some information in the show notes so that people can, can find it? Of course, of course. So definitely the best way to stay connected with me is to follow me on all social media platforms from TikTok to LinkedIn to Instagram, Caitlin Kumi on all platforms. 
of course, to also follow my woman empowerment brand, Miss Empower. So we'll be having in-person events, virtual events. And the best way to stay up to date is to follow us on all social media platforms, as well as subscribe to our email newsletter. And then if you're interested in the program, if you go on the website as well, there's a portion for our internship program and you'll see when the application windows are open. And then if you just want more personal finance knowledge, I have an ebook called Hot Girls Don't Keep, A Beginner's Guide to Personal Finance. It's a great affordable ebook that is just basically a step-by-step guide that breaks down everything you need to know to set yourself up for financial success, build a strong financial foundation. And then I also have additional resources, scenarios That way you are just like really equipped. I'm a really thorough person, a really extra person. And I just really made the ebook because I was just getting so many DMs and I was like, okay, the girls, they need a source. Put it all in one place. Get everything they need. I love that. Well, we will have everything linked in the show notes to make it super easy for folks to follow you and to find your resources. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. And thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Balanced Black Girl as we are navigating our successful eras all month long. Make sure you check out the show notes for all of the resources we talked about in today's episode. Also, make sure you're subscribed. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. If you haven't yet left us a rating and review, we would love a five-star situation because we are five-star girlies. So I will see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.